My name is Dwayne Default, and welcome to Selling SaaS, a podcast that's built to get you the best advice from the top experts for go-to-market strategies, sales, and product-led growth. Now let's get into today's episode. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Selling SaaS podcast, where we break down sales, go-to-market, and growth for your B2B SaaS company. My name is Dwayne Default, and I'm going to be your host. And if this is your first time listening to one of these episodes or joining us, first off, I really appreciate you being here. You know, I don't run any ads to this show. I don't really want to. I want to make sure that I'm always the person to choose what we get to talk about on here and the topics that we present on or train on or the guests that we have on our other episodes. And so if you get value from today's show, if you are able to pull anything from it and apply it in your business to see positive impact, do me a favor and share the show, tell a friend, take a screenshot, post it on social media, right? Because we need to do everything that we can to help the businesses around us so we can have more prosperity, more businesses, and more jobs to go around. So again, I don't really run ads. And if I ever do run an ad on this show, it's going to be for my own stuff. Like, let's be real. I don't really like doing a whole bunch of affiliate stuff. And if I do, it's because it satisfies or serves or helps the customers that I work with. So anyways, if this is your first time being here, we do have two formats of the show. We do have the traditional interview style show which is on some other episodes where I get to interview and have an in-depth conversation with an expert from the industry based on some of the topics, whether it's sales, go to market or growth. Uh, and you get to listen and take notes and learn from that conversation. And it's great. I've had some wonderful conversations and some really well-known, impactful leaders from different roles in different industries. And then the other format is what you're listening to today. So this format is where I take what I've learned over the last 15 years in sales, 10 of it being in SaaS, and break down one of the frameworks that I use personally or that I work with founders to implement in their businesses. And so what you're getting is you're getting the distilled down version of all of the problems removed and just getting all the successes. So all you have to do is take notes and work to apply this in your business. So without further ado, let's get into today's episode. So today's episode is going to be a little bit more tactical than usual because it's it's a direct framework or a model that you can use as a filter for your SaaS business. And so what we're going to go through today is what I call a SaaS sales model. There are eight steps or eight stages that you use or that I use when it comes to revenue acquisition for a SaaS company. Now, this isn't going to include marketing, go-to-market, or anything before sales. That's just that's a whole different conversation. Today's going to be focused on revenue. So once they're in the funnel, once they're in the sales funnel and your sales team is approaching them, this is where this is going to apply. And you can apply at any stage of business, whether you're at a startup and you got one salesperson, or if you're a founder-led sales organization, even if you've got 20 or 30 sales reps, these stages still apply to that situation. And that's why it's really important to understand how to identify them, how to break them down, what the conversions are that should be in between. And I do have a video version of this. If you go to sellingsasplaybook.com, it's inside the free course that you get for doing that. I just The only thing I ask from you is it's your name and email, and you'll get an email from me that has a link to the assets and resources that you get to keep. And there's a couple of videos that come after that as well. So anyways, well, let's get into it. So again, this is a SaaS sales model. It's not the SaaS sales model. Sometimes I call it SaaS sales framework, but for today, I'm calling it the SaaS sales model. It is something that I use. 
I've kind of built over the last 10 years. And it's a filter or a lens that I pass a lot of the SaaS companies through that I've worked with. I've either helped scale and get sold or you know everything in between. So I want to make sure that we understand why this matters first. So the reason why it matters to have a process in place, to understand the stages that you need to take your prospect through, is because it adds a level of structure and foundation. When you have structure and foundation, you have something that is measurable. When you have something that is measurable, then you know what to improve. If you don't know what to improve on, then you're kind of just neandering through the business world and your sales reps are talking to whomever and saying whatever, and hopefully you get some customers out the back end. And unfortunately, that's a lot of the situation for most startups that are out there, especially you know 90% of the tech startups that are, are founded from a technical co-founder, which is not a bad thing. Again, that's why we have such amazing products in the marketplaces that these things are built by amazing founders, but they lack the sales side of things. So that's hopefully what we're going to get to today. But digress a little bit. It's it's important to understand that you need a framework or a process or a model, whatever you want to call it, in place so you know what to measure. You can set expectations. You can hire for it, document for it, and design for it, and really know what works first versus what doesn't work. And so you can unpack and diagnose any potential issues in your customer acquisition funnel. So there are, like I said, there's about eight stages that I've that I kind of work in again this is all revenue based this isn't marketing that's a different conversation for a different day but the stages are and we'll go through them quickly and then I'll break them down for you so the stages are connect discovery prep demo follow up close onboarding and active and there could be a plethora of things after active if you really want to get specific but that's the eight stages now you can even delineate it down further than that if you really want to to decomplicate it if that's a word decomplexify <laughs> is you can break it down to three. If your first stage is outreach, okay? That includes all of the sales activity, all the discovery qualification, everything, all the points of contact. And then after outreach, you have opportunity. So opportunity is where you do the demo. You have all your preparation work, your deal development. You have all your follow-up and where you close the customer. And then, of course, the third stage, you can just call it customer because that's where you have the deal handoff from the account executive to the CSM. You got onboarding, account reviews, maintenance, and so on and so forth. So if you want to look at it step by step, again, there's eight steps or stages to use to measure the effectiveness and be able to improve upon your revenue acquisition, customer acquisition process. So that's connect, discovery, prep, or preparation, your demo, follow-up, close, onboarding, and then active. Active just means that you have an active, happy customer, and you can delineate it down to three if you really want to, or rewind and hear it the last 30 seconds. So let's go for the first stage. The first stage is called connect. It's the initial connection with the prospect. It's pretty self-explanatory. So it encompasses all of the outreach that the sales team does to qualify that prospect into being a good potential good fit for your product. So that includes all of your sales activity. And I'm not just talking measuring or recording a meeting. I'm saying every phone call made, every connection, every voicemail, every dial, inbound call, text, email, voice email, the video message that we all like to use now inside of emails and text messages. All of that goes into the connect stage. This is where all that stuff needs to be measured. If you're not capturing every single piece of sales activity or point of contact that's going out to a prospect, you are missing part of the equation that will help scale your customer acquisition. So the first stage, again, is connect. It is all the work that the sales team, or if you've got an automated set of processes, if you're running a product-led growth, strategy. If you've got a tool in place, there's plenty of them out there now. 
that help automate your outreach playbook based on the activities and the interaction that your prospect has with your product. And that's, you know, if you have a trial, if you have a freemium option, there's that too. So it is, is in part of your connected stage or your connect stage for your sales process. And so the second stage after that is going to be called discovery. Now, this should not be confused with qualification. Qualification is done during the connect stage. So the main difference between discovery and qualification and qualification should be figured out based on marketing things that we've talked about in other episodes where it is your definition of your ideal customer profile. It matches a description of your MQL. And so they should be qualified based on the demographics and information that you know about them before they interact with your sales team. Now, I'll say that with a caveat. There is a line between if you're SMB mid-market versus enterprise sales, and where on the, the line does your outbound sales team sit? Are they calling on MQLs to convert them into SQLs, or are they more of the recipients of the inbound type situation? So there is some gray area there in where you can optimize some steps. But again, qualification, discovery, extremely different. Qualification is a set of known parameters about the prospect and discovery is all about their fit. Are they a good fit? Do they have a problem you can solve? Do they, well, first off, do they have a problem and can your product solve it? And are they going to be a good prospect to work with? So in the discovery phase, this is where you're going to have the, the, the structured conversation. You're going to ask the specific questions. You're going to take them through a discovery process to really understand what are the specific pain points that they're experiencing? How is it impacting their business? What are they going to do? What's the timeline? So there's a little bit of, of qualification mixed in there that it, it may, some of it may feel like an older sales methodology called BANT, B-A-N-T. Most of BANT is under qualification, but in discovery, you really understand their needs and their timeline. Fun fact, if you do a good job at unpacking problems and pain points, you can impact the timeline by helping them create urgency. So anyways, so the second stage in the SaaS sales model was discovery. First one was connect. So we go connect, discovery, and then we have prep. So prep happens a couple times in the overall framework because you have to always prepare for whatever's happening next. So in this case, the prep is falling after discovery. So once you have a discovery situation with your prospect, doesn't have to be a formal discovery meeting. It could be a discovery phone call where you are able to quickly identify a specific pain point, use case, fit, schedule next steps. I've seen it happen within five minutes. It's awesome. But you use the information that you get from that interaction with the prospect. If they have a trial or there's a freemium product they can get into, your prep work for the next stage is looking at their activity, seeing what have they done inside of the product? What was the conversation like? What type of industry or prospects are they? Who do I know, right? The prep work that goes into prepare for the demo stage, which is where you typically get them into an opportunity. So again, it goes connect, discover, then prep, and then demo. So the discovery is hopefully resulting in a created opportunity, which is a stage of the deal for the prospect. But then there's a lot of things going on, a lot of stages we're talking about. There are a couple different things. So we're, we're talking more like life cycle stage. If you're looking at like a marketing automation tool, life cycle stage, this would be like they're in the demo stage or this could be a deal stage. But at this point, they should have a deal actively associated with them. So now that you've, you've done the discovery, you know that they're a good fit. They know they're a good fit. You have prepped and are ready for the product demo. Now in the product demo, this is it, there's always going to be a, a layer of secondary or deeper discovery that goes in when you open the call. 
for many, many reasons. I've got a lot of content on why that's important and how to do it. But the demo is where you're going to be delivering the value that you discovered on your discovery call. This isn't where you just present the product to the person and hopefully they find some value in it. You as the sales rep, or if you're a founder running these demos right now, this is where you need to connect their pain to your solution to hopefully show them the value of implementing your product. It's not about just showing them a feature list, right? That can be done automatically on your website as an asset. You want to make sure that you are 100% focused on how your product is going to solve their problems in that product demonstration, right? And so after the product demo, you're going to go into follow-up, right? Most deals do not close on that first demo, right? It's like only 2% of calls or 2% of deals close on, on the first or second call. 80% of deals are, are one between follow-ups 8 and 12. And I would count a demo as technically a follow-up. Right, it's it's any connection after the first interaction that that first connect call with them. So again, you have your prep that goes into your demo, and then you have your follow up. So in the follow up, obviously, if if they didn't close on that demo, you're going to be in the follow up stage. And so these are all of the ongoing calls, emails, outreaches. Sometimes there's a secondary demo that needs to be done, like if you've got a more complex product or if they've got multiple stakeholders in the conversation that need to be brought in. A second demo is often the solution to get that deal over the edge and becoming a customer, which leads us into the next stage, closing. So you go from demo to follow-up to close. So close is one of the last steps in the SaaS sales model. We've been talking about it, it makes sense because it's closing a customer. So in the close, it's pretty simple, but I'm surprised on how often this isn't measured or talked about or paid attention to. It's just getting the payment information and collecting first payment for the tool. It's not getting a contract signed. That's not a close deal. It's not getting a verbal yes. It's when their payment clears the invoice. It's when you as the company collect dollars from the prospect to do business with them. And I see this all the time where companies, software companies will have a 14-day trial or a 30-day trial and they'll get their billing information on day seven, but their trial doesn't expire for another seven days. And for some reason, they will count that as a closed one deal and give credit to the sales rep for doing that. Now, there's ways to do that without really hindering the process or having a limited impact on it, but that, that's not a customer yet. That's just a very actively engaged prospect. So you have to know the difference between a closed customer and just a qualified prospect. So right now, until they give you money for your services, they are still just a qualified prospect. Like it sounds weird to say, but it's true because you need to make sure that in order to close a customer, you have their payment information. Now, whether or not it clears is a different story, but you, you need to understand the main difference there. Just because they signed a contract, just because they input their billing information into your software, if nothing has been charged, if their payment hasn't been made, they're not a customer yet. They should not be handed off to the customer success team, which leads us on to the next phase, which the second to last step or stage in a SaaS sales model is onboarding. So how are you taking your closed customer or your closed prospect into becoming an a happy customer. What's your onboarding process like? How is that being communicated from the sales rep to the prospect or who is now a customer? And how is the CSM or implementation or onboarding team being included, introduced into the conversation to the new customer? And that's, the, like I said, second to last stage. And that's really, really important to understand and get right because they just went through this whole process of getting to know the sales rep, to understand the product, the ins and outs. They, the sales rep is that customer's resource right now. 
So you have to make sure that you're doing the handoff or the onboarding in a very clean, obvious, communicated way. So that way the sales rep doesn't still maintain the point of contact with the customer, which I see all the time. Customers will pay for the tool and then months later, they're still trying to reach back out to the sales rep because they have questions. They don't know that there's a chat box, that there's the support inbox, there's the phone, there's, they have a CSM that's dedicated to them and they haven't been getting their email address because it's going to spam or something. So you have to make sure that after you close the customer, get their payment through that whole process, there's an actual onboarding setup or implementation, however you want to call it. And that's communicated. That is a designed process, predetermined set of actions that go out and are executed upon from somebody else, right? Even if you have a fully product-led growth where you've got an AI system in place, you still have to define what those steps are to input those into the system. So the last stage that you're going to be focused on is just called active. And this is a stage or a status that I don't see as often in you know, CRMs or, or customer success tools. And that just means that it's a happy, healthy customer. Sometimes you can go beyond that and talk about evangelists or, or, or raving fan, whatever you want to say. But the goal is to make sure that you have a high conversion of onboarding to active. You don't want onboarding to in trouble or at risk or whatever, because that means the sale could have gone wrong. But anyways, the last stage in the SaaS sales model is active, meaning that they, they have been onboarded, they have been trained, they've gone through the steps, they know how to use it and they're actively using it. Now, active doesn't just end. It is ongoing and forever because the CSM can't just set it and forget it. The tool doesn't just stop running. That's the glory of SaaS and the pitfall of SaaS is that it's ongoing. It's, it's, a, it's a monthly subscription that they pay to have access to your software and your software better hold up to the promises that were made during the sales conversation. So the active is probably one of the most important steps in this whole process that most sales organizations at companies don't pay attention to because they're like, oh, whatever, wipe my hands clean. I hand it off to the CSM team. I don't have to worry about it. The reason why I add it into this, because I didn't used to, I used to just stop at onboarding. But as soon as it would get into onboarding, it's like the sales team would disappear and no notes would be shared. No meetings would be had. There wouldn't be any strategic conversations happening between account executive and CSM. So you want to make sure that you are creating happy and healthy customers that use your product on an ongoing basis. Because one of the primary indicators of churn is lack of use. Inactivity in your product should be a major red flag of churn anticipation, actions taken, all that stuff. So to quickly recap, I know we went through a whole bunch of stuff, lots of notes in here, is we have the primary SaaS sales framework or model to start with. Now, the goal here is to give you a foundation to work off of, not hold this like the Bible or a set of instructions from Ikea. It's to give you something to start with, or at least measure your current process with. So again, we have the eight primary stages, but I mentioned in the beginning that they can be broken down into three if you really want to. But again, first stage is the connection stage, to connect. It's all the activity that sales does to connect and outreach to the prospect. All sales activity, emails, texts, phone calls, voicemails, everything. Every attempt made to reach a customer or reach a prospect goes into the connect stage. After connect, you have discovery, okay? This is not qualification. Qualification should have been done during the connect phase or at least during marketing from forms and so on and so forth. And then discovery helps determine fit. Are they a good fit for your product? Do they have a problem that your product can solve and how well can you solve it? 
and then prep. So prep goes, you take the information that you learn from discovery and you understand it, learn, develop it, find out more things that you need to ask questions about. And you bring that to the next stage, which is the demo. Demo is where you're doing the product demonstration. It's not a presentation. You don't just show all the features all at once. You want to make sure that you are highly focused on solving the specific problems for that specific person. And then from discovery, is if they don't close on that, or from demo, if they don't close on that demo or that call, then you go into follow-up. This is where a lot of companies tend to fall off is they don't have a process for follow-up. They'll have a good conversation, a good demo, but then if they don't buy right on that call, a lot of deals fall through the cracks because they simply just don't follow up. There's no sequencing, there's no tasks, there's no follow-up procedure or process or messaging or whatever. So you really have to make sure that if you have a good demo or a demo at all, that there is a follow-up process in place, or at least at the end of the demo, there is a clear expectation set on what next steps are. So after demo, go into follow-up, and hopefully from follow-up, you go into close, and that's just simply closing a customer. But as we stated when we went into detail a few minutes ago, it's not a customer. You're not closing the deal until they pay you money. They can put their billing on. They can sign a contract and do all that stuff. They can put ink on the paper, but until there is an exchange or a transaction of dollars and cents, they're not a paying customer. So we need to make sure we remember that even if you've got a trial, you've got all these different things, you've got a pilot, they're still a qualified prospect. They're not a customer. And then from cut from close, you go into onboarding. Onboarding is the handoff process from sales into customer success or implementation or onboarding, whatever you call that team. And you want to make sure that that's happening smoothly, successfully. The customer understands what's going on. They know what's next. Expectations are clearly communicated with them. And then from onboarding, you go into active. Active is a happy actively using your software customer. And it's an ongoing for as long as the customer sticks with your company. And hopefully, if all those things go well, they stick with you forever and ever and ever. So hopefully this was helpful. Now, this is the foundation of the free course that I do provide on my website. So I, I go into each one of these more in depth. And I talk about the individual things that you can do to impact those conversions and how to measure in between each one of those stages, as well as your role as a founder in the sales motion with all the ins and outs with some cool things in between there and how to measure the effectiveness and all that stuff. And so if you want to get the free video course on this, it's a multi-video series that gets sent to you over a couple of days. So it's not a three-hour thing. Go to sellingsasplaybook.com. That's S-E-L-L-I-N-G-S-A-A-S-P-L-A-Y-B-O-O-K. Sellingsasplaybook.com to get your free course. And all I ask from you is just your name and email, and you'll get an email with the link to all the resources and whatnot and the instructions and guides to go through those. And so that's my gift to you to hopefully you get to a point in your business where we can work together down the road. So again, I appreciate you being here. If you found value from today, share it with a friend, share it on social media, or just download more episodes. I appreciate you for being here and I'll see you on the next one. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Selling SaaS Podcast. And if you got value from today, please leave a review on your favorite podcast platform.